It's good to be with y'all today. Um, I see lots of faces who are back after summer travel. School's back in session, and I know there are some parents who are rejoicing. Amen? None? I'm not sure I believe y'all. <laughs> um, it, is, it is just a time and a day in the life of our church in which we are embarking on new things. Brent mentioned it's Promotion Sunday. We, um, we gathered at 945 over in the sanctuary and we watched as two-year-olds got their Bibles and third graders got their Bibles from the church. And then we prayed over the new confirmation class and we talked about all the things that are to come. And I thought to myself how wonderful it is to be in a church where we are concerned about the faith development and the relationship with God of all our people from the infants to the gray-headed. Amen? It's, it's something that we do each and every day. I was um, reading a book about Mary Magdalene, and in it she said, we couldn't wait. She was talking about following Jesus and being with other disciples, and she said, we couldn't wait to get up every single day to go and see what God had in store. And I, that stuck with me. And this, it's a work of fiction. But in it, I thought, do I get up every day eager to see what God has in store? Or are there the days that I roll out of bed and rub my eyes and say, it is just too early in the morning to be doing anything? kind of got convicted in that moment. Psalm 90, 12 says, Teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. A heart of wisdom is one that knows God, that knows um, what he has in store for us, that's eager to get up and see what he has in store. I've started getting up with a new attitude. It still doesn't make me a morning person, but I've started getting up with a new attitude. And so I've learned, um, and I've had that reminder many times, but I've, I've, just, I've learned just how much of a difference just my whole mindset can make in the course of a day. I think that's part of what the psalmist is telling us to do. Teach us to number our days so we may get a heart of wisdom. Give us a purpose each and every day, God. Let us get up. Let us look for you. Let us find you. Let us see you. Um, I was in Nashville over the summer, and if anybody's ever gone down Music Row, you know that you're going to hear a lot of wisdom in country songs. Amen? Anybody like country in here? Okay, I got a couple of people who are with me on that. Um, one of, the, one of the things that I heard when I was there, as I went down the street, when I heard, live like you were dying, the next I heard, don't blink, then I heard, you're going to miss this, and I thought, wow, there's a sermon being preached right down here on Music Row. If you don't know the words to those songs, you should look them up. I remember my sister at her high school graduation, this was 1982, she'll get me for that, but that's okay. Um, it was 1982, and she was... Hmm. Okay. Hmm. You want to go check that out, Brent? Okay. Okay. 
All right, hold on. We're not gonna we're not gonna panic. Brent's gonna let us know if we need to panic. So, all right, we'll we'll try to make this time count despite the alarm going off. Um, but my sister got up at her 1982 graduation, and she um, began her speech. And my sister was incredibly smart. Um, she has almost a specialist degree, and she has a 4.25 GPA. I don't know how you do that, but she did it, and I'm not the A student in my family. Um, but she got up, and the first thing she said was, can we do this, or is it too distracting? I can keep going. I don't know if y'all can... Okay, hold on. They don't teach you this in preaching class. What? Okay. Okay, so the picnic is causing an emergency situation. All right, do we know how to cut it off? Can we get it cut off? Huh? Okay. Okay, we'll, we'll try this. My sister got up, and the first sentence she said was, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. I heard her practice that line about a thousand lines. I know that statement very well. And one of the things that she was reminding me of, and everybody who was there that day and ever since that day that I've been reminded of, is if we're going to get anywhere, we have to actually move and go in the direction of what we're trying to achieve and trying to do. And so, again, we are called to step out just with every new adventure. Um, We had uh, kids this morning who have gone up to a new Sunday school class or perhaps they're in the same Sunday school class as their sibling for the first time or they are going into confirmation and um, those who've been through confirmation know it's not scary but I had a confirmand come up to me and say it's really scary to be in confirmation Miss Maria I said we're gonna have fun and she's like but it's scary and I thought probably it's middle school that's scary it's always starting something new that is scary. When I was growing up, my, um, my parents would always ask me if I wanted to sit on the bench or play on the team. And depending on the situation, I would give them one of those answers. Um, I remember playing softball one season, and I had been sitting on the bench quite a bit, and, um, and I just thought, you know, I want to play. And my coach said, well, show me you want to play. So I started practicing on my own. I started making my time count. The next thing I know, I'm hitting home runs. Yes. And um, um, I've taken the second base position, and I've made the All-Stars team. And I'm having a ball. And at the end of the season, Mom asked me, she says, what's the difference between this year and last year? And I said, "I, I put my heart into it. And she said, exactly. Don't ever let me see you keep from putting your heart into something again. 
One of the most important lessons that we learn is that our dreams are usually on the other side of fear. Fear and faith are opposite one another. In 2 Kings 7, there's the story of four lepers, and they are sitting outside the city gates of Samaria, and there is a famine in the city, and the king of Syria has sent his troops, his, his army, to come and set up a camp outside the city, and he has, he's waiting. The enemy camp is there waiting because eventually this famine in the city is going to mean they have to leave the city to go find food because if you get hungry enough, you're going you're gonna to take risks. And so in the meantime, these, these lepers that are outcast are sitting here on the outside of, of the gates, they're part of that community, and they can't figure out, they're, they're trying to figure out their situation. They're starving to death. And so they have a conversation and they say, okay, we've got, we've got a couple options here. We can try to go in to the city. They're probably going to ignore us and put us on the margins in there, and we're probably going to die. We can sit here, and we're going to starve to death, and we're going to die. There's a Syrian camp right out there, and they have food. We could go there, but they could kill us, or they might have mercy on us. Well, three of the four options were just about guaranteed death. And so as they began to talk, they said, you know what, it's, it's worth risking ourselves that we can have life. So they went to the Syrian camp, and they had, they had prayed about it on the way, and they're sitting there, and they, they walk up to the camp, and all of a sudden they see there's horses and donkeys, and there's food, there's flour, there's um, clothing and tents and all this, and it's been completely abandoned. The Syrians had been given a vision that, that great troops were coming. <laughs> And they abandoned that camp, and it left all that provision. And so those lepers went in, and they started eating, and they, they started putting things away, and, they st and then they're like, wait a minute. The people in that city are starving. And so they went back, and they alerted the king's household. And not only they, but the king's household and the people in the city of Samaria had provisions. Sometimes when we choose life, it leads to others receiving life. The things we do matter. In Leanne Womack's song, I Hope You Dance, one of the lines in there that, that has stuck with me for years and years and years, it's my, probably my favorite song, is, I hope you give faith a fighting chance. And when you get the choice to sit it out or dance, I hope you dance. I hope you give faith a fighting chance. And when you get the choice to sit it out or dance, I hope you dance. Our faith in God sustains us through many, many things. Tim McGraw's dad, Tug, um, was a baseball player, and Tim didn't know his dad growing up, but Tug um, was diagnosed with cancer at a very early age, um, early 40s. And Tim and his dad at that point had connected. They were talking, and he's like, you know, what's it like? What's, what's different? You're different. 
And he said, you know, he said, um, look, when you find out you're dying, it changes you. And the words of the song that Tim McGraw wrote from that came from their conversation. His dad said, I went skydiving. I went Rocky Mountain climbing. I went 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. And I loved deeper and I spoke sweeter and I gave forgiveness I'd been denying. Someday, I hope you get the chance to live like you are dying. Lots of times we can look back on our life and say, if I had that to do over again, I would do it differently. But we don't always get that opportunity going into the future unless we change our mindset and change our heart and our attitude. And that change is most beneficial when it comes through the work of God in our life. Every day is an opportunity to make it count, to give it our very, very best. We're at the start of a new Sunday school year. The kids aren't the only ones who are, are moving up and moving into different places. I know there are probably many of you who don't have a Sunday school class. Try one. If you haven't signed up for a Bible study, look for the listings that Joanne will put out. Try one. Find out what God is, is speaking and saying to you. On the 25th of August, um, and Julie Daniel is working with me on missions now, um, and she and I have, have got some information about the different projects, but if you want to sign up for that, get in touch with Julie. And uh, wave at him, Julie. I think everybody knows you, but just in case they don't. But just an opportunity to take a Saturday and to do yard work or construction work. Making that Saturday count will make a difference in the life of other people. Step out, find a mission opportunity. Find an opportunity in this community to make it better. But give it your very, very best. Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. All your might. Don't do things half-heartedly. Step up. Make it count. The high school football coach lived down the road from my family and I when I was in elementary school, and um, we always sort of wondered what it was they were doing out there. At least my sister and I did. We'd hear the, you know, we'd hear the grunting and the groaning, and I don't know, guys, I mean, racking of helmets and, you know, pats on the back, and, and I, didn't, I didn't really get it until we started watching, we started talking to Coach Brooks, and he said, you know, it's not just about passes and plays. It's not just about field goals, touchdowns, um, pick sixes. It's not just about who wins the game. It's learning how to be a team. It's learning how to put your right attitude on, not just your uniform, but to put on that right attitude before you get out on the field. It's about learning how to face the world. And yeah, we're using a pigskin ball to do it. But these guys are changing. And then he started telling us about the difference that he'd seen in his players. There's a, a movie 
that um, many of you have probably seen, and, and you probably know the scene that I'm about to show you. Um, don't take that for granted. Take a look at it with fresh eyes and see. But in this scene, the coach is talking to his players, and they're talking about the game coming up, and, and they've been the underdogs all along. And he's sitting there, and he's talking to the kids, and he's trying to get them to see just how important their life choices are, the way they approach things can impact not just them, but the people around them. And so he's asking them, he says, I want you to give me your very best. And the players are like, yeah, yeah, coach, we always do. And he's like, no, no, I want your best. I'm going to push you. I'm going to demand your best from you. And something pretty amazing happens. So if we can start that. So, Coach, how strong is Westview this year? A lot stronger than we are. You already written Friday night down as a loss, Brock? Well, not if I know we could beat them. Come here, Brock. You too, Jeremy. What, am I in trouble now? Not yet. I want to <laughs> see you do the death crawl again, except I want to see your absolute best. <laughs> <laughs> what, you want me to go to the 30? I think you can go to the 50. 50. I can go to the 50 if nobody's on my back. I think you can do it with Jeremy on your back. But even if you can, I want you to promise me you're going to do your best. All right. Your best. Okay. You going to give me your best? I'm going to give you my best. All right, one more thing. I want you to do it blindfolded. Why? Because I want you giving up at a certain point when you can go further. Get down. Jeremy, get on his back. <laughs> I get a good tight hold, Jeremy. All right, let's go, Brock. Keep your knees off the ground. Just your hands and feet. There you go. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go. Show me good effort. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. I want everything you got. Come on, keep going. Hurts. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. He's heavy. I know he's heavy. I'm bad out of strength. Then you negotiate with your body to find more strength, but don't you give up on me, Brock. You keep going, you hear me? You keep going. You're doing good. You keep going. Do not quit on me. You keep going. It hurts. I know it hurts. You keep going. You keep going. It's all hard from here. 30 more steps. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Keep going. Burn. And let it burn. burn. It's all hard. You keep going, Brock. Come on. Come on. Keep going. You promised me your best, your best. Don't stop, keep going. Too hard. It's not too hard, you keep going. Come on, Brock, give me more, give me more. Keep going, 20 more steps, 20 more. Keep going, Brock, give me your best. Don't quit, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. Don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. Brock Kelly, you don't quit, keep going. Keep going! Go, Brock Kelly! You don't quit on me! No! You keep going! You keep going! Go, Brock! Ten more steps! Ten more! Ten more! Ten more! Keep going! Don't quit! Give me your heart! You can! You can! Five more! Five more! Come on, Brock! Come on! Don't quit! Don't quit! Come on, Brock! Two more! One more! Let's go to the 50. Let's go to the 50. I don't have any more.
Look up, Brock. You're in the end zone. He comes to find out that he's being patted on the back for carrying a 146-pound kid on his back, and then the other kid goes, Coach, I weigh 165. <laughs> Sometimes what we are able to do and can do when we truly give it our best and don't let things be a barrier to that can really surprise us. And sometimes it takes somebody else seeing that in us for us to get it. Attitudes of defeat keep us from stepping out in faith, giving our very best, and making each and every moment count. It's funny, a year ago I started watching some of our seniors, then seniors, put picture after picture after picture throughout the year of their senior year, documenting it, saving it, holding on to it. They're moving into college this weekend. They blinked. Time is fleeting. Time flies. And we are given a new opportunity each and every day. I want us to be eager to get up and say, you know what? God's going to do something today. And I don't know what it is, but I want to be part of it. And I'm excited about that, and I cannot wait to see what God has in store. I put that up on my wall. In my bedroom, there's a sign saying, God is going to do something awesome today. Get up. Get excited. You get to be part of it. God's doing something new each and every day. So get up. Get excited. Embrace it. Be eager to see what he's doing. You never know what he's going to do with you, what end zone you're going to end up looking at because you pushed, because you just put a little bit of effort out there. It is amazing what God can do when we make every moment count. It's the start of school year. Pray for our teachers Pray for our kids. Pray for the FCA program. Pray for all the programs that are out there to reach kids and help them to grow and mature. And pray for our church as we nurture children. As our mission expands to include, we've got April McLaughlin Elder here from the children's home. Eller. Yeah, I got her name wrong, but anyway. she's an, yeah, Stand up and wave at them so they know who you are. Part of our ministry here at the church has expanded to housing the children's program and to being able to, to do things in even greater ways for children in our community. Every day, we're finding a new way to make it count. There's exciting things coming up. Don't miss it. Don't overlook it. And be sure to give it your very, very best every day. Because God has equipped you God has gifted you. Let's pray. Father, you are an amazing God. You love us so much that you gave your son, Jesus Christ, that he would die on the cross for us, that he would be raised again, and that through him we would know grace and mercy and love and life. You place every single breath we have in us. Let us take each one of those. Let us make it count. Let it, let it glorify you. Let it go from 
from reaching out to somebody who's hurting to, to learning something about you that will allow us to expand what we're able to do in this community, in our schools, in our homes, and beyond. Let us get up and embrace each day as a gift. We do call it the present for a reason. Let us live so that when we look back on our lives, if we're asked if we would do something different, we would say no. I got it right because I was intentional about going into it. So Lord, help us make it count.